Welcome back to episode nine of True North Talk with your favorite hosts, PDB and Josie J. Okay, we're just going to get right into the podcast today. Um, Peter wanted to, we were thinking about having a, a rhyme intro regarding some football talk. So maybe we should, maybe we should start a show called something with football talk because this is true North talk. You, I, mean, I might you already have, called have something called talk. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> House divided yeah. talk. Uh, yeah. Divisive talk, actually something like that. Yeah. We had the idea for a while of doing a, something called the house divided, mm-hmm. just house divided. Um, right representing Michigan and Ohio state. It's kind of a saying here in Ohio. There's like even flags. I've seen people buy them. Mm-hmm. It says house divided. There's a Michigan and Ohio state. And it's like down the middle representing a, a husband and wife who are fans of the opposite teams. Kind of like Peter's walking. Like right I'm going to be living out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, I might, I might have a sign like that. In fact, I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> so we might as well, if we're going to invest in the signs, we might as well make it our, 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 show right or business right. yeah i mean I'm, like i said i'm already have signs around then we could just make the you know bring those signs into the studio every once in a while yeah exactly <laughs> well and then peter's soon to be wife is is going to be on a mission to ma- to make it house united not house divided true well yeah because as the lord said a house divided will not stand but when it comes to college football i think a house divided is is okay and you know make it work well the first question of the podcast today, I think, Peter, is what are your thoughts on the odds of Brooke converting you to a Michigan fan? Oh, zero. That's not happening. We, we've talked about it before. We always joke about it. But it is, it's, it's special to both of us, the teams, because, you know, for both of us, it's the teams that we grew up with our families rooting for, especially, you know, her with her dad and, and me, with, me with my dad and my brother, too. It's, it's something that, you know, can kind of joke around. Oh, you're going to be a Michigan fan. I'm going to be an. Ohio, I'm going to be a Mich- or I'm going to be a Michigan fan. She's going to be an Ohio State fan. But at the end of the day, really, I don't see that happening. Just because of how because of how special both teams are to the two of us. And if anything, I would go maybe a little bit more neutral, just because of the job that I'm into. You know, setting aside the biases, but I would never. I would never fully fully convert. <laughs> as neutral as Peter can be professionally. Yeah, I see the behind the scenes. Okay, true, true. Yeah, Joe does see that. I'm in the stands with him <laughs> at the Michigan Ohio State game. I see yep, his face. Two years ago, <laughs> yeah, almost, almost exactly two years ago. We're coming up on on two years ago, almost exactly. Yeah, which, I mean, dang, do we want to even get into all that? We just had a 20 minute conversation about what's happening with one of the probably the most the biggest at least most media attention college football scandals in my recent, my memory, my life. Yeah. It's been, it's been a couple years. I mean, what's the biggest one besides Ohio state with the tattoos, but that really was not, I mean, Trestle stepped down, which he's a, he was a historic coach. There have been other programs too. Like I I think of, I think Al Golden when he was at Miami, but Miami wasn't really what they used to be by the time uh, Golden got there. Um, You know, there have been, there have been a lot of other ones, but it, it does seem like it hasn't happened for a while when it's a, when it's a team that's like a top five team right now that that is going through this and so and yeah, also it's a Michigan a team time. that a Michigan team that I could argue looks as good as any Michigan team since at least the the nineteen ninety seven team with Charles Woodson right and Greasy and those guys yeah I mean two thousand six would have to be up there too but um, obviously that team came up came up just short so 
Yeah. yeah, it's it's especially considering the success they've had the last couple of years too, carrying into this year. All that considered, like this run of the last three years has been. It's kind of crazy too because you look back. I mean, what what would you have been thinking at this time three years ago? You know, that was that, that was the year when if that game Two against Ohio, four. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, and I know are this gonna, is something that's on. been talked are, are about. Are we going to go into the 5D chess move right here? No, I'm just going to say it's it's very interesting to consider. Would Harbaugh still be there if that game in 2020 got played? Uh, you know, it's that's I don't know. That, that was a very unique season. So they lose that game to Ohio State. Even if it's bad, he probably still keeps his job. But that was I mean, you guys did you didn't you didn't lose to Rutgers, but you almost lost to Rutgers, right? Yeah, you? we almost. That, yeah. That's when Cade like McNamara had his rise to glory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can't. He rallied the boys. There's a there's a, a famous locker room video on Twitter of McNamara taking over and rallying the squad and beating mm-hmm. Rutgers. And too bad for yeah. McNamara. He's out for the, I think out for the rest of the season at Iowa this year, which is too bad for him. Definitely wishing wishing the best for him. Yeah, obviously being being out here in. You know, on on the other side of the river is is Iowa Hawkeye territory. You know, on the r- side of the river that I am, it's all Huskers, and then you go to the other side, and it's all Hawkeyes. So, definitely have have an inside look a bit more than I have previously into what what both of those programs are looking like right now, and especially really what the fan bases think too, which is kind of kind of cool. You know, being in a different area because you know a few years ago now, you know, being in in Ohio, it was all Ohio State, Michigan, maybe a little bit of Penn State in there too, but interesting to kind of get a yeah. different perspective yeah i'm sure and um before i forget too i want to say i am sick so yeah and i don't mean sick like i'm cool like oh i'm sick but <laughs> yeah, i am that too both, no i'm just kidding six. yeah you're, you're, i'm just kidding you're, you're sick in two ways <laughs> only in others opinions would i ever allow somebody to say i'm sick i will never claim i'm i am cool That's or good. i'm sick humility yeah and honestly it still makes me uncomfortable when everybody says anybody says i'm cool yeah which it does happen a lot, but <laughs> I'm humble, just kidding. Humble brag right there. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. So, well, Joe Cool, am, come on. It goes with your name. Joe Cool, it just, it just works. Joe Montana, Joe Namath, Joe Cool. Joe DiMaggio. Joe Burrow. Uh, There's a lot of Joes that are pretty I guess cool, I'll take Joe so. Burrow. Yeah. But, well, then Joe, you have... Joe, but Joey then, B, Joey B, Joe yeah, Burr. <laughs> you have the Joe Cool name, but you also yeah. have Average Joe. True. So True. they kind of so which balance one, which each one other are out. You? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, but no, I will but, say one thing: when it comes to faith, you're definitely Joe Cool. Well, thanks. Yeah. Not in my own doing, man. I'm, exactly. I, we're both humans. Yeah. We're both humans. Yep. So, and Jesus said, "No man is good." Yeah. Not one man. So, I mean, I, I, we strive both of us for righteousness, but and we only get that through the Lord, through forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something we can get into that in a minute. But um, mm-hmm. anyways, yeah, I am a little, I'm going through a little bit of a cold, I think, um, which I'm going to give everybody listening the most random tip ever on True North Talk because it's definitely not in our vein of talking, but it's true. Yeah. If you ever get sick, as soon as you feel sick, I'm saying as soon as you get your sore throat, go buy some zinc and vitamin C and vitamin D because those three things, if you treat early on in a sickness, will shorten your sickness. Okay, I'm... I'm pretty sure I might have bronchitis or something like that because my I can tell when I have bronchitis. I've had it once or mm-hmm. twice because my voice gets real low, real and low, low. low. But it happens. 
it happens like that, but I, I treated it immediately with that and I'm, I'm mostly chilling. So, but I want to say that, that for everybody, cause this is not how my voice usually sounds mostly, or maybe it mostly does, but <laughs> I don't know. There's it's, differences. Yeah. There's, there, there's definitely a difference. I know, I know there have been episodes too, where I'm a little bit sick and I'll always have, have my mom or my dad text me and be like, Hey, you know, are you, are you feeling all right? I definitely heard it in that episode. And so I'm sure, I'm sure that might be the case with you with, for, for this episode, Joe might have some people reaching out, checking up on you because <laughs> yeah. that's typically what happens. So obviously Feel, you mean you were feeling a little sick, like cool or like down under the weather, <laughs> under the weather. <laughs> <laughs> which, which speaking of weather, yeah. it's it's been quite a a change in the last month. A little bit yeah. over a month ago, Joe, Sarah, and Brooke were all out here, and it was ninety degrees. Oh my gosh! Which was absolutely so ridiculous. Crazy. End of September, September beginning 30th. of October, September thirtieth and October first. Yeah, they were like in the 90s. ninety degrees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sarah and now, asked now me. It's dipped she was like, "What's like the twenties?" I think you sent me the forecast and it, it, mm-hmm. I guess it was for morning time. I don't know. Probably, it said 65 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. It said 65. So, so Sarah <laughs> asked me, he was like, what's, what's the weather going to be like? I, oh, it's 65 is sunny. You were chilling. We get out there. It's 90 <laughs> degrees. You guys got <laughs> all the like, sweaters and the jeans and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah, that I mean, was quite an adventure. <laughs> it wasn't that bad though. I mean, no, I, I had terrible jeans and a t-shirt is, is livable. Yeah. And that, it's not ideal, but yeah, that but was it's, interesting. It's, the reason I say that is because with the weather change and everything, this is the time of year that everybody gets sick. It's like yeah. this this period. It feels like it kind of normally starts like in like October because I remember growing up, there'd be a lot of times where I would be sick like right around my birthday. Like either yeah, like right, put on right the swag, before, put the a little bit after. On, yeah. Put the watch on. <laughs> yeah. Get real sick for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be real under the weather. I guess we'll have to be saying that the rest of the episode if we're talking about being ill. Look, under the weather is going to be the new way to humbly say. Yeah. That's going to be the new way to humbly say that you, you're feeling pretty cool. I'm okay. feeling a little under the weather. <laughs> I'm feeling a little under the weather right now. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying though? Uh, about just e- that, being ill. Yeah, <laughs> well, ill, ill is also is it, it, kind of sick in the same way too, a little bit sometimes. So, I don't know. I don't know what the right one is. <laughs> but yeah, around my birthday, you were medically compromised. Medically, yeah, there we go. Medically compromised. There we go. Or medically affected in, in a affected, negative way. Exactly. And it always it always seemed like it was like around my birthday, I, like because there were a few years. It didn't happen every year, but definitely a few years where I was a little, little medically. What what did you say? Compromised. Medically affected in a negative way. Medically affected in a yeah, medically affected in a negative way. Try to say <laughs> that. Maybe 10 you times could say fast. infirm, right? Is that is that the word? Yeah, infirm, yeah. That's yeah. Because like an infirmary is like a sick ward, basically. But there there's a sick <laughs> there's a sick word again. Unhealthy, maybe. Maybe unhealthy. Yeah. Unwell. That's a little unwell. bit. Better. Unwell. There we go. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it simple, but so that was a long disclaimer, but yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a little, little bit of a riff there. But. <clears throat> yeah. But so today's episode, spe- okay. Riff real quick riff. Yeah. Another word cl- that's close to that is rift. And that was big in a certain game that have oh, you here seen we go. Fortnite Fortnite is Fortnite. back. <laughs> I, bro. Okay. I have to say this just because it's like the funniest thing ever. And I bro, yesterday I had that like adrenaline rush again. Like I was literally like shaking afterwards so I, I get back on the game i had a little bit of time yesterday when i was waiting waiting for the budgets to get done for the for the newspaper and so i'm just kind of waiting to hear back from my, my designer i'm like you know what i got a little time bit of time i'm gonna bus. i'm gonna jump on i'm gonna jump on the battle bus i pulled pulled it up on my la- on my uh computer desktop and 
bro, I, I think I forget where I, where did I land? It was, it's top of the map. It's the um, one with like the factory. I think there is some, what's the one called oh, factory? It's been a long time since I, I played know. Fortnite. <laughs> so I, I'd always land at the, um, the mines. What's that one called? Okay. Yeah. I don't, that's the thing. I don't remember what any of these oh. are called, even though I literally played yesterday, but I played one game. So that's the thing. But I think something factory, I feel like it would start with an F. But I'm just gonna, yeah, OG map Fortnite. Yeah. Let me look up the graphic here real quick. Um, is and it, I'll be able to say where I, I, I used to always yeah. land at Haunted Hills, but the. Okay, I left, I always landed at Shifty Shafts. Okay. I ran through about there. Junction? The um, Pleasant Park. I, now that Flush I, Flush Factory. It was like, I think it was Flush Factory. I'm it pretty sure. at the bottom sure. left. Maybe yeah. I had it flipped around. Right, and the map might have been flipped around, but anyways, yeah. okay, I'll keep this short because I know we've been kind of kind of dragging this intro out a little bit, but I literally, I get into the game, I, I land, and there's like nobody really around, so I was able to kind of play the game, I, I wasn't too far outside, you know, where the, outside the circle, so I was able to kind of make my way, I think I got, got one kill on the way there, and, and then I get into the final circle, and I'm still kind of sneaking around, I had, a, I had a bush, you know, equipped the bush and everything, so I was able to, <laughs> to hide in plain sight, and you know what's funny? I forgot the whole game. I, I, I must have like put it in different in my keyboard because I could have sworn it was like shift or control to crouch. And so the entire game, oh, I didn't you, crouch you were once. Playing on the PC, okay. I was playing on the PC. That's that's the best way respect. to play it. That's the best way to play it. It's it's fun, more fun that way to me. Was at least. this the, the PC your mom gave you? Yeah, yeah. The it's okay. it's a it's graphic a, PC. It's it's a graphic PC, so the graphics are pretty good it, it was definitely laboring though it was it was humming you could hear you could hear the the fans going and everything but so i get into the final <laughs> started circle warming up a little bit <laughs> a little bit yeah <laughs> which is all right when it's cold outside i won't complain about yeah. that so yeah get get in the final circle there's five people left then it goes down to four then it goes down to three and then i you know i start getting real close because the circle starts getting real tight here a shot it gets down to two so then i I think I got hit like once and I kind of went down this hill. And so I built up some stairs and then I see what was this your guy. Loadout? What was your weapon? Um, I had an SMG, just a basic SMG, the, the gray. And yeah. then I had a, I think I had a blue pump shotgun Yeah. and I think Classic. a pistol, I think a green pistol. So not very good. I had, I had a couple of med kits too. And, and I had the bush too, but that, that got shot off actually. So for the last like minute of the game, I wasn't, I didn't have a bush, so I was like unprotected and bro, I, I building, like I was able to kind of do the stairs yesterday, but I was so rusty. My building was horrible yesterday. I didn't build a shelter or anything, but I, I, I kind of fell down this hill and I go back up the hill and this person's building, I mean, it, it looked like they were trying to build like a sky bridge or something because they were just going straight up. So literally all I had to do, boom, 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 a couple shots you with the shot, SMG, shot out just the... shot out, shot out the thing. They fall down pop up the victory royale and there we go first game back i'm telling you right <laughs> <laughs> i was That's like awesome. i was like I don't even know. I got a loss for words. Like you get back after playing the game for so long and that's that's how it starts. It's like, wow. <laughs> Fortnite is fun. It is. I, I was talking I was talking to to Johnny, my brother, for those for those listeners who don't know. I was talking to him and just like I was like the nostalgia and the like adrenaline rush from playing, it was it was fun. It, it felt like being transported back to like 2018, 20, maybe 2017. That was still when you were still in high school, right? Yeah. That was that year I had a gap year. <clears throat> right. When Fortnite started getting popular. Right. But I was going to say, I, I like the, I don't know if they have this, but the no build. Yeah. I, it, that's I a mode that's still that there. I saw that. The I map. saw that. Yeah. 
We should honestly hop on and play. And this is not podcast speak, but <laughs> yeah, we should hop on and play. Yeah, we might have to. But speaking of Victory Royale, maybe that's a good way to pivot. Yeah. And and talk <clears throat> talk about a certain type of Victory Royale. The ultimate Victory Royale, really. Yeah, so I guess we're finally getting into the topic, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, that's I've, okay. I've enjoyed the conversation. Definitely. Hopefully other people have too. It's been, it's been a couple weeks too, um, so yeah. it's kind of kind of good to get back to it for those, you know, again, life just kind of got busy for both of us, you know, not going to get too into that, but it's good to, good to be back recording again for sure. Yeah. And so a couple things have happened the past couple weeks. Um, I have talked quite a bit in previous episodes about, and Peter, you talked about this before when we were talking before recording today was we've referenced this subject a lot of times, like in various episodes, but we've never given it a full episode. And just to be quite frank and, and honest, for time's sake, we're not going to ha- like have an, a, a super long episode, but I think it's going to be packed mm-hmm. full of good stuff and was inspired. And, and I don't know, but do you, do you want to share your example first or do you want me to share mine first? Because I can just go ahead and go into what what has unfolded in, in my example, unless you wanted to touch I, first. I'm fine. I, I can share mine first if that's cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to keep the details the full details about, about who the person is just, you know, just for personal reasons or whatever. But there, there was somebody in, in my, in my dad's life who, who's very, very important to him. And for a good while, like probably literally 15, 20 years, my dad was just consistently, um, I don't want to say applying pressure cause it, I don't want it to seem like it was like a forced decision, but I don't know. I'm trying to think of maybe a better way to describe it, but I guess just, I guess constantly witnessing, I guess that's just the best way to put it. Witnessing to this person and pouring into them and and letting them know just about the Lord, how important coming to the Lord is coming to faith is, and just kind of lighting the way. And at times, you know, hearing things like, you know, that, that, that I don't really, I don't feel like I need that is what the other person said, that sort of thing. And so in, in, you know, the last, in, in recent times, you know, this, this person came to the Lord and the, the impact of that decision was immense. Like it could be felt on, you know, I could feel, feel the impact that it had on my dad, the impact that it had on, on the other ones close, close around us. And so seeing that, but it just made me think of that sometimes it, it is tough because a lot of times we want to, you know, we want to see results right away, you know, and we're regardless of whether it's somebody coming to the Lord or just, you know, work or whatever the case is, you know, we're, we're people and we live in a fast paced world that oftentimes, you know, you want the immediate results and to see that process take so many years, long years, tough years at times pay off with that reward is literally the most gratifying thing ever. And I mean, it always, the reason it always gives me chills is because, and I'm almost, I'm just getting literally just got chills right now. Just thinking about it is the rejoicing, the rejoicing in <laughs> heaven too. that happens yeah. when, when somebody comes to the Lord, like yeah. it is a celebration. And we could talk about sports all day long. We could talk about success at work. We could talk about the celebrations that come when you have success in both of those. But when somebody comes to the Lord, man, I'm telling you the celebration that goes on in heaven and that should be going on in our heart as well is greater than any celebration in any capacity here on earth. It's yeah. indescribable, the feeling. Um, you know, I feel like maybe I tried to summarize it their best as I could, but it really is just the feeling. And, and I've, I've experienced it with other people in my life before too, but seeing seeing that decision 
is incredible. Like it is, it's yeah. such a blessing. And and we'll talk about kind of in this episode about what that process looks like, what, what some factors are in why somebody might turn away from the faith or why somebody might, you know, turn it outright or start to kind of go down that path and eventually turn away. And of course, ultimately when somebody does come to the Lord. And so, um, you know, that's, that's about all I had Joe for, for you to <clears throat> now share, share your recent, recent story. And then, and then we can take a, take a dive into Matthew 13. Yeah. So, you know, the subject of the episode is about planting seeds mm-hmm. and the impact those seeds can have. And, uh, my example is really a, a long, maybe not 15 or 20 years, but what feel, what felt like to me a long process. And, um, it's something that I talked about quite a bit on this podcast is I would, and you remember probably my previous job, I'd have a lot of conversations with people in general a lot of interaction with many different types of people, but also I would talk about and debate almost just or break down the tenets of Christianity to people. Sometimes people who disagree with it, sometimes to people who were kind of searching sometimes to other Christians. And we would talk about just the intricacies of the faith. Hmm. And in my previous job, I worked at a data center. I worked in security, um, physical security at a a data center and I was a supervisor and one of the people I supervise, I'm going to, I'm going to name him because I'm probably going to send the episode to him. And honestly, would love to have him on and share his experience if he's, if he's willing. But my friend Christian, um, he was somebody I, I supervised in my previous job and he's a very capable person, very smart guy. Um, I think Christian's 21 years old. He's very, you can just tell, I, I knew when I met him, he was, you know, intellectually inclined, um, <clears throat> an avid reader of books I've read, which I think established that relationship. Some of the books we have discussed, Peter, he would read, I think, you know, I suggested think and grow rich. Mm-hmm. I remember walking in every day almost and seeing uh, uh, the book of uh, the 48 laws of power by Robert green, which is one I've read. Um, and he kind of fell, honestly, he'd be more able to distinguish this for himself, but I would say he kind of fell into that, that um, kind of section of young men that is like self-improvement right? They, they are, I guess you could say red pilled, but not in the, <clears throat> in some ways people view it online of red pill, like, you know, all women are bad red pill. I'm saying red pill in the sense of like, he has common sense for somebody being in Gen Z. He's, you know, he, he knows about discipline. He's looking at self-improvement and that's where we connected. And I was able to have conversations with him. Um, and he was, I think at the time agnostic, Um, and we just have conversations and I would stop in and, and basically I would explain to him why I'd say, Hey, the things you're reading are great. You know, these principles are true, but here's why they're true. And I would point him to the ultimate objective truth because you can practice virtues. And I, I told this to Christian last week when he came out to our church group for the first time and talking with one of our pastors, Ryan and myself and my wife and Christian, I said, you can lit, you can practice virtue and you can, you can practice individual virtues, but if you don't have the underlying faith behind those things, they're going to bring you some joy. They're going to bring some value and you're going to reap rewards from those virtues, but they're not going to bring lasting peace. You're not going to feel lasting assurance in what you're doing because there's no foundation behind the virtues. It's just, these are good things. It's, it's, I feel like we even talked about this in a previous episode, Peter, of like, 
you can practice good things if you're not a Christian. You will you will see um you'll see results from it. But Positive results, it's yeah. Just not fulfilling. Like you know, you can you can do good things and still see good results, but you don't know why. Why are these things good? So happiness, not joy. Um, you know, fleeting, fleeting happiness, not fulfillment, I would say is the, yeah. is the difference. There's no understanding behind them. Yeah. And that's the issue. So, I, I mean, we, I would talk to him over the period of time and Christian <clears throat> ended up leaving that job a little bit before I did around the same exact time, actually. And I, you know, we exchanged each other's contact information. Um, and randomly about a month or two later, I just had a feeling one night cause I, I had discussed our Bible study group a couple of times with him and he seemed open to it. And, you know, people can seem open to that. And a lot of the times people are, are open, but they don't actually show up, you know, they're almost so, just doing it kind of to appease you in a way. Some people will do that. Yeah. They're like, Oh, that sounds interesting. I'm not really going to do it, but yeah, they're anxious or right, you true. Know, it's, it's scary meeting new way. people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, but I, I reached out to him and about two or three weeks ago out of the blue and it had been two months, we haven't really talked said, Hey, you know, we're having church group tonight. Love to see you come out. And he came out. Um, really cool seeing him come out to church group. It's kind of like a world's colliding moment, right? Mm-hmm. When I see like my church family and all the people that I know, like are loving and supportive of me and it, but especially somebody who's looking for God searching um, and seeing him come out. So he came out three weeks ago and then last week, for the second time he came out to Bible study and it was a really great night. We actually talked about what we're talking about today. Hmm. And I think it made him realize like, okay, this even makes more sense of what Joseph was doing in that previous job. And the conversations we had, it was along the lines of why do you need to have an established relationship with somebody or what is the purpose of that prior to witnessing? That was what we talked about. And I, I said, the importance is somebody can know they trust you before you're preaching at them right? Hmm. They need to know that there's a genuine desire to have a relationship outside of, I'm just trying to convince you I'm right in my viewpoint. So that night, um, we walked in together. It was my wife and I and Christian and it was pretty packed night. It was about 25 or 30 of us. And we ended up sitting across the room from each other and, um, had a great group after group ended. We usually sit around and talk, everybody kind of break into groups and everything. And, we just didn't end up really talking with him much. Um, he was sitting next to Ryan, which is our life group leader and one of our four pastors. Um, Ryan is a mentor to me. He's a, a, a big figure in my life. And they're talking. We didn't really talk much with Christian. We had to leave. So I said, hey, good to see you. Glad, glad you came out. And then the next day, excuse me for being a little sick again, but um, All good. Christian texted me. And I'm, I'm not going to read his full text, but I want to read... <clears throat> parts of it. Cause I think it's pretty impactful. Mm-hmm. And he texted me and he said, well, maybe I will read. He said, what's up brother. I have good news. I made the decision mm-hmm. yesterday to become a Christian. Praise God. I want to let you know because you were a big influence on that decision. I appreciate you more than you know. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you can probably relate to this, but like it made me a little bit emotional. Yeah. You know, like that, that moment is so like when you really think about what happens, yeah. you know, somebody, a soul just changed their eternal destiny. Wow. Forever. Yeah. Right. I mean, I got, I literally got chills again when you were, when you yeah. were saying that right now, cause it, it really just means so much. Yeah, and it it's, does. It's, it's hard to, again, it's kind of hard to describe without actually like 
feeling it, but oh my gosh, man, it's, I think it's because God puts that in our, in our hearts and in our souls to desire, you know, he, it's the great commission, really. He, he puts that command on all of us to go forth and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. Like that doesn't, that's not reserved just for, you know, pastors that are at the, you know, that, you know, higher level or whatever. We're all called to do that. We're all called to be witnesses of Jesus Christ and to do everything that we can, not in our own power, but just giving forth our effort to to bring people to the Lord. And so the reward of experiencing that moment is indescribable. And, you know, God was calling him, too, because... Mm -hmm. It's on that night I texted him out of the blue. It had been two months since we've talked. And he was like, it's so weird because that night when you texted me, he was like, I was just thinking about that. Like, I want to get in church. He was thinking about our conversations. Mm -hmm. And boom, I text him right at that moment. So clearly, it's clearly the Holy Spirit. It's just, it's undeniable. And, you know, also too, I I think like when this happens, it's, it's not even it's so different than like convincing somebody of your, of your viewpoint. Like the feeling I get from that, I'm not happy because he, he came to Christ because I, I, that's my viewpoint and he agrees with me now. Mm-hmm. I'm happy because I know now he's going to have the Holy spirit with him the rest of his life. And he's going to have that relationship with God. And he's not going to potentially face eternal separation from God. And he has now the power through Christ mm-hmm to overcome anything in this life. Yeah. And I'm just so happy that he has that now because honestly, I can't imagine living without that. Yeah. Like I really can't. Like, <laughs> can you imagine trying to deal with life's difficulties without knowing the Lord? Whew. <laughs> Seriously. No. Like, yeah, no, it's, I think it's like, I, when you look around the world and see the depression and everything going on, yeah. it makes a lot of sense to me if you don't have God in your life because well, yeah, and it's, I could talk about this all day, every day, but it's people turning to all the wrong places. I mean, yeah. the, I feel like the thing that everybody goes to is talking about the drugs and the alcohol. And of course those are awful things or, or, or sex or things like that. But it's even, even better things like, like a relationship or a friendship with somebody that isn't going in the direction towards the Lord or even just spending time that you should be putting the Lord first for, for even other hobbies in life. But you know, really the only thing that brings that ultimate fulfillment because we're going to have our bad days. Joe and I definitely still have our bad days, you know, but it's like when you put your head on the pillow at night, you go to sleep at night, you have something to be like, Lord, you got me through today. You, you held me in your hand throughout the entire day. And I know you'll do the same thing tomorrow. And for as long as you have me here. And so having that assurance and having that peace of mind and that just, Blessed assurance, as as the song goes, is such an incredible thing to have, and there is no substitute for that. Nothing comes close, mm-hmm. ultimately, and no. certainly nothing is as lasting or as fulfilling as as a relationship with with Jesus Christ is, and having that dependence because it's it's not going to let us down. We're going to face yeah. challenges, but it is always going to be there to back us up, and to again, God holds that us lasting in our peace. Hands. Exactly. And that, I mean, lasting peace exists. I mean, that's, that's the thing is like, people don't realize that sometimes I think about Christianity, even some Christians. And I I would maybe would argue that if you don't feel that lasting, lasting peace consistently, maybe you should reconcile or or do some introspection with your relationship with God, because 
when you are walking with him and you're putting forth the good faith effort and praying and seeking him, you'll find him. That's what scripture says. And we will have that peace. No matter what's going on in life, we could be in the middle of nuclear war. Hmm. Okay. Lord forbid. But if that case happens, you know what? I still have my faith. Yeah. I still have my faith. I mean, when I lay down my head, if the world is burning around me at the end of the day, I still have God, Amen. you know, and that's the beauty that comes with faith. But a feeling I also had when I heard about Christian is like <clears throat> every conversation that I had up to that point, I, you know, I could have got discouraged because for, for Christian's example and his story of coming to Christ. And I don't even want to take credit for that. Like he said, I'm, I was a large part of it. I'm very humbled to hear that, but I still give credit to God for that. Mm-hmm. Ultimately for speaking through me. And that's something I say a lot to people that are scared to witness. It's like, you have to realize the Holy spirit is doing the work. Yeah. Like you don't have to have the perfect words. Um, but for, for every Christian, you're going to have, you know, who knows a hundred failures, even a thousand, like it's, you're going to have a lot. And there was some challenges I had at that job too. I mean, I could tell you, you know, that could have dismayed me from continuing to, to witness, but you know, for example, I, I had, I got baptized in 2022 in the summertime. Um, I guess you could kind of say rebaptized cause my dad baptized me as a kid in the pool and it, you know, I just want to make it official for my church. But at my baptism, I invited like four or five people from my workplace at the time, that same workplace prior to Christian working there. And they all kind of flaked on me, you know, and there was one reason or the other reason. And these were people that I had, I felt like made some ground or I guess gotten through to them a little bit with Christ. And I could tell they were curious and kind of seeking God, but there's some people that just, they just won't take that step. And we're talking about, we talked about the Bible study earlier, whatever reason it is, you know, people are, you're going to fail. Like you're and maybe that's not even technically a, f- a failure is the way to view that, but you're going to have times of discouragement if you're out there witnessing for Christ right? and feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm doing everything I can. And it's, you know, it it sometimes feels like things are not moving, but I can even say in those moments, like when they, when they didn't show up or whatever, like I was still like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm doing God's work. I don't really care what anybody else thinks. I, I think maybe I've become used to that. Peter, you could talk on that a little bit if you want, but I just think being a Christian for knowing God since I was six years old, I was at recess and this is not at all to toot my own horn. Honestly, he's probably to make fun of myself a little bit, but I was at recess in third grade telling kids about Armageddon and (laughs) the final battle that'll come and why you should be on the, on the side of Christ. Like that's what I was doing. And I just think because of that, I've, I've gotten crap a lot over the years Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying this in any sort of pitying way, but I'm just saying it because I feel like I've developed some sort of, thicker skin to deal with people caring about me talking about the truth. Like I, I think you kind of have to have that, you know, mindset. Maybe you want to speak on that a little bit if you've had any of that experience with, with what specifically just, just, just learning, you know, to deal with that criticism because it's going to come if you're witnessing and this leads into our scripture that we're going to read. Right. I don't know if so much it's criticism, but just like feeling like an outlier at times like when I'm putting putting God first and just letting that letting that be known, other people telling them or just showing showing them by the example that I live definitely 
a feeling of like, you know, being like an outsider in those moments. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if it'd be like outward criticism though, but definitely, definitely have felt that. And it's, it's just something that I was thinking about when you were talking there too, is like, it's for us to put in the effort and to, to plant those seeds that we're about to really go into here. And it's ultimately to leave it, leave it up to God to, to grow those seeds and to produce, produce fruit. You know, it's, it's just on us to, to put in the effort, to show, show people that we care, to show an example and we're not always going to be a perfect example, but to show at least a picture of, of, of who Jesus is. And as long as we do that and we continue to do that, and it's not getting content, it's not being like, oh, you know, I've done this for one person. I'm good for the next week or the next day. I, you know, I'm good or I'm good for the next month, maybe even. It's, it's having, doing that consistently and being, being just a light in, in a world that, that is, is definitely dim a lot at times. Yeah. And I guess... Maybe like vocal criticism is not always what I'm talking about, but mm-hmm. there are there are just going to be people who feel some type of way about the truth. And honestly, <laughs> there's various reasons for that. Yeah. Sarah and I just watched a movie called Nefarious. I would highly suggest you watch it, Peter. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's very popular on Prime Video. It was based off a book written by Steve Dace, which Steve Dace is a commentator for Blaze TV, which is a uh, owned by Glenn Beck. It's it's more of a commentary kind of political media group, but he's a Christian. It's a Christian based movie and it displays <clears throat> the reality of demonic warfare and just mm-hmm. demons in general. I definitely, um, I'll definitely have to check that out. Cause I know we've been talking about that as a podcast. That idea, would be so. a great movie to like have for an episode, like to talk about that reality. So maybe I mean, you could watch been, that's that. Been, that's been on our list. So I yeah. might, yeah, I might have to check that out for, for next, Honestly, maybe you, next week. I, if you get a chance, I don't want to say anything and hundred percent yeah. understand if there's no time, but if you and Brooke, I feel like it'd be a good movie for you guys to watch together. Cause it's, yeah, it's a spiritual movie. Hmm. Um, and it's very good, very well produced, you know, all yeah. that. Um, Amazon prime, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Okay. But what I'm saying with that is it could be demonic. It could be a demonic influence on somebody's opposition to you there is very real demonic possession in this world. And there's very real demonic influence on people who are not saved, mm-hmm. especially if they open themselves up to demonic influence yeah. that quite literally could be the opposition to you sharing the truth. So we have to be aware of all these things as Christians, because what we're saying is not Jesus said, I did not come to what make peace. I came to divide um, mother and daughter, you know, yeah. brother against brother. Like I, the truth divides period. Hmm. So when you speak the truth, that's just what we have to be prepared for. So I think that's a good way to lead into Matthew 13, unless you had anything else to add. Yeah. And I can get right into reading that. Yeah. So perfect. So this is again, Matthew chapter 13, starting here in verse one, the parable of the sower. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. The disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? 
He, Jesus, replied, Because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. I feel like that might be a good place to stop real quick. Kind of just the, the idea of that some people are close, close to the Lord. I'd be interested to hear what your thoughts of are on that. But I think of, for example, when Pharaoh's heart was hardened, the story of the story of uh, Moses bringing bringing the people out of Egypt, bringing the Israelites out of Egypt, and so kind of kind of a question that people would have is like, why would why would a loving father turn like just harden people's hearts from turning to the Lord? Um, I have a quick thing, unless you wanted to to answer that first, and then maybe I'll sure you can go ahead. Yeah, yeah I would I would say what it's saying here is. Like, I feel like more the reason that that happens, like obviously God has a plan for everything, but I feel like a lot of times the reason that that'll happen is because something challenging or trying or maybe just the, you know, life in general will cause people to kind of turn away from the Lord and to hear things like it's talking about here. You know, you have ears, but you do not hear or understand. And I think it's it's kind of more a case of I think it's almost the case of like deflecting blame. Like people ask the question, why, why does he harden their hearts when really it's because those people have just turned away from even being open to receiving the Lord. Maybe again, maybe it's because of an experience that turned them away from it, but yeah, it's, well, then you could even say like, how does God go about hardening one's heart? Does that mean that he gives demons more permission over a person? Does that mean that he, you know, fully gives them over to the desires of their hearts because we know that the Holy Spirit and light and truth is what holds that back. Um, There's scripture about the end times. I think it's in Revelation where, you know, it talks about the impact that the Holy Spirit's absence will have. And it's very clear that like once the spirit is out of here, like total darkness and evil is free to let loose. So you kind of, I, f- I feel like it would take a more deep study on figuring out what that means of like, how does God harden a heart? So that's, it's really a deep concept. Um, but yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah. Well, I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's not so much being hardened for this. People's heart has become calloused. When I think of calloused, obviously I think of being, being in the gym, you get the calluses on your hands and that's from repetitive use of just, so I, I think maybe, maybe it's not so much hardening their hearts, but it's like repetitive denial of the the message of the gospel that just like I think it's just almost like times, searing of the conscience yeah right what, what i, I mean, what i you, was what i think maybe is it's almost like they and, and it's it's not to say that you can never open open a person like this back up but it's almost like the more that they deny it the more they're just like comfortable denying it and i think that's when it takes a supernatural act of the lord to to bring that person to a place where they're willing to, to under, to accept that message. That's, that's what I think here with this people's heart has become calloused because they're ever hearing, never understanding, ever seeing, but never perceiving. And so it's almost like they kind of ignore, ignore the word. Yeah. <clears throat> Callous too, I think could, you know, be where, like you're saying, I mean, it's, I think it's 
part of human nature almost. Like the more you argue in favor of something, the less you want to admit you're wrong. Mm-hmm. So I, Confirm- I would, that be it, conf- would that be confirmation bias kind of? That's more like if you hear a certain thing, but. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know, just stubbornness almost. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think there's a large factor of um, our own doing with that. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously God has a, has a part in it, but like a thing I just thought of too, with that was like, what if, um, what would you say to this? Like, what if somebody, what if God knew, for example, he knows that somebody's going to hell, right? Yeah. Well, he He knows that no matter what, yeah. yeah, no matter what happens, this person is going to hell. So what difference would it make if God hardens their heart? They're already going to hell regardless. Um, but he knows that by hardening their heart, for example, three more souls will find the truth. I mean, there's a lot of different things that you could look at with when you say, well, so, somebody says, well, why, why would God do that? Why would he harden somebody's heart? Well, God is all knowing and all powerful and everything he does, there is a reason for it. And I don't know. That's just, a, again, I think it's just a really deep thing to break down. And yeah. I know that necessarily not was not necessarily the specificity you were going for with that concept, but it's just something I was thinking of. So no, no, it's definitely, yeah, I just want to say that some good, in, good insight for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and again, his, his ways are higher than our ways. I don't like to use that too much because it seems like you're just kind of like, you know, excusing things or being like, there isn't an answer, but in some some situations, there isn't maybe a good answer. I think this, is like you said, would be something maybe that, you know, talking about more in depth, like devoting a whole episode to why why are people's hearts hardened. I think we kind of we touched on it a little bit, but I think I'll probably move on here and start kind of maybe wrapping yeah. this wrapping this up a little bit. But so picking up in Matthew thirteen verse sixteen, but blessed are your eyes because they see. This is Jesus talking to the disciples. And your ears because they hear. For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see but did not see it, and to hear what you hear but did not hear it. So Jesus saying, you know, there were prophets back in the day that would have would would have wanted to hear this and the disciples were getting the opportunity to, and so that kind of shows how how blessed we are to have the the word of God. Yeah. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. And here's kinda here's kind of the crux of what I feel like we were maybe looking for in this episode when when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown what was sown in their heart this is the seed sown along the path the seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy but since they have no root they last only a short time when trouble or persecution comes because of the word they quickly fall away the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. I think a, an important takeaway from that is the first part there the one that does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. I just think that underlines the importance of witnessing in a way that makes sense and making sure that your message is, is digestible to somebody. And it reminds me of a conversation I had with, I really can't say who this is yet because they're kind of in the process of finding God and, and also just for 
privacy purposes. But somebody I was talking with recently, and I think this person is an atheist or agnostic, more agnostic. Um, and I was challenging their views. There was a couple of political views they had, and they're, and they're very. This is a person you can actually talk to, and they don't get offended easily. So, like, we were having a very respectful and interesting conversation. Um, but I was challenging their position on abortion, for example, because I was like, like, do you believe a human being is inherently valuable? Well, yes, of course. And I'm like, but why? Like, where does that come from? And I, we ended up having a conversation about the fundamental understandings of how they view the world. And they admitted to me in that conversation, they believe in objective morality, which is what the Bible is. It's objective morality. It's objective truth. So I approach witnessing a lot of ways, a lot of times in a way of, I'm going to like lay the groundwork first before I even hit you with, with the biggest truth. I'm going to, I'm going to like fully make, allow you to understand and a lot of times agree with the reasoning and the the logic behind the Christian faith. And then I'm going to come with the gospel and to just put the cherry on top. And by the time I get to that point, a lot of people are like, Oh, well that makes sense. And that's where I leave it. And then you give it to God, but to just club them over the top of the head with John three 16. And this is so simple. Why do you not believe it? It's not going to work. And some people, again, that's not the, yeah, I guess, some way, a way you could coin what I'm saying is like, sometimes I play the long game, you know, and, and there's times to, to straight up quote scripture. And if you feel like the Lord is telling you now is now or never, there's times for that. But I, I think there are a lot of situations too, where it's wiser to kind of play the long game and lay the groundwork and I mean, that's what make sure they with, understand it. That's you know, what with my dad, you know, I yeah. saw that at play definitely for, for years. So, yeah, but I, I, again, I just think, we need to we need to spread the gospel in a way that it's digestible and understandable yeah. and makes logical sense and i think it's really compelling oh i thought my microphone cut out there i think it's really compelling to allow to explain the christian faith even in like a secular way like if you can if you can justify your faith through strictly secular means by the time you come with the gospel and the bible the biblical truth if you add that on top of a secular argument, it's almost undeniable. So I think you just got to have multiple tools in your, in your tool belt. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, that's really what I take away from that section there, but I don't know what you have. To yeah. Say and what I think to add on to that point, I think it's just being in prayer when there's somebody that, you know, the Lord wants you to witness to being like, Lord, how, how do you want me to go about this? And trusting yeah. that he will provide the, the means and the, the words to do that because it's, it's not like it's a, you know, formula that's going to work the same for every single person that you come across. It's just, it's, it's sometimes going to be, going to be different. So I think, yeah, just, just being in consistent prayer about that. When, when there is somebody that you feel the Holy spirit tugging at your heart to, to witness to, you know, just praying for, for the wisdom and for the words in that situation and, and trusting that the Lord will provide that because, you know, yeah, that's, that's the goal at the end of the day is to, to build his kingdom. And that's, that's the goal with true North, you know, to, glorify glorify you know god in the most magnificent way possible and that begins really i would say with you know i guess first of all making sure that we both are aligned with the lord because ultimately if we're not we're not going to be doing it effectively to bring others to the lord but once our relationship with the lord is is figured out then it's that's the next thing that we have to do is go and and make disciples of all nations like like we said kind of early in the episode so i think 
yeah, it's making sure that we're aligned with the Lord, making sure that we are in tune um, because it's like it's like being in tune. It makes me think of like an instrument. Like if you're trying to, to play music and maybe, you know, maybe, you know what the, you know, the notes are, you have the, the, the song in front of you to be able to play it. But if you're if you're, you know, guitar, instrument, piano, whatever isn't in tune, it's going to it's not going to be effective. And so I think that's that's why first we need to be in tune that's, with the Lord. That's when the acapella comes in. Yeah. Hail to the victors. <laughs> nah, Hail. We're not singing that. <laughs> you can. Oh, but. hang on, Sloopy. Sloopy, Sloopy hang, hang on. on. Oh, oh, H, go I. home. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, I didn't but, mean to interrupt you. No, you're all good. I was just kind of, I was pretty much final, final with that anyways. So just, yeah, be, being in tune is is the best way that we can minister to, to others. So I think that's, you know, if you are a believer listening to this, making sure first of all, that you are in tune with the Lord, spending time with him in prayer and reading and fellowship with others and then spreading that message. And if you're listening to this message and you are not a believer, I would encourage you to, you know, to listen to this episode. I mean, if you're hearing this part, you've listened all the way through. So that's, that's a blessing to, to have you here this far. And you know, I would encourage you to, you know, the best place to start if you want to start reading the gospel is is in the gospels in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and especially John. It's kind of if you if you have a Bible, it's later in the Bible, or obviously you can look it up on online. That's, Christian that's the best actually place to start. probably would is a testament to that, but also mm-hmm. maybe could speak on it because when he came to church, I told him the same thing, and he had read Matthew and Mark fully, and that kind of gave him a picture of the gospel. And I, yeah, I disagree. It's it's starting the Gospels, and I always say after the Gospels, if you have not read it yet, go to Genesis and then learn the creation say story. And too. Yeah, yeah. Those those are the those it's are the, the three basics. main things, and and I think those are always important. Like that's what I've been reading in the Word this year. I've been reading like fully through the New Testament, but a lot of that obviously has been the Gospels and then Psalm and Proverbs because I think the gospels is where you get the story and the foundation of like where faith comes from and the, the example of Jesus and all the stories and examples that he, that he lived out and that he, that, you know, that is passed down. And then Genesis is like how the creation of the world happened, how God was the creator with that. And there's a lot of other stories about, you know, early, early founding fathers in, in the faith. And, and then Psalms and Proverbs are there for, for encouragement. And it's kind of like a cry for help at times too. There are a lot of Psalms that are deep, deep cries just for help to the Lord that when, when you're in a spot where you're feeling, you know, overwhelmed or down or just, just sad in general, you know, weighed down by the world. Those are, I guess Psalms would be more of that Proverbs is more for wisdom and, you know, like just discernment, being, discernment yeah. and being wise in, in the decisions that you make in life and the influences that you surround yourself with and, and all that sort of thing. So those are those are the baseline places to start, and obviously, again, if you are if you are a non a non believer listening to this podcast, it's it's finding a local church, a church that really, you know, you feel that God is is calling you to, and that you feel that's actually. The presence of the Lord. I'm, I'm glad you said that because it reminded me of something I was going to say earlier about Christian, and it was such an awesome thing because the payoff of finding a a, a solid church that is truly about living it out is that when I bring somebody to life group, I'm so confident that what they're going to see in our life group is people who actually care. Yeah. And I honestly, I think, and Christian can speak for this if he wants to come on or whatever, but 
I think he might even say it was as convincing, if not more convincing, just seeing our life group and how seriously we take our faith and love God as it was to hear the revelation of truth. Mm. I think that's just as convincing. And, you know, I, a good testament of that too is sure. He's one of our pastors. So I, you, you would assume he's knowledgeable in the faith and everything and capable, but Ryan is the one who I, I would say God sealed it off, but Ryan, you know, took, took the, the groundwork that was laid and, you know, took that baton and, and finished the race you could say with Christian. And, you know, I fully trusted him. I saw Ryan talking with Christian again, the, that, that, the level of trust you can have with your church, you know, bringing somebody in, is this someplace I would want to bring a friend? Can I, are they going to see Christ, you know, people living that out? And I, I just think it's a challenge right now. And even something that I think Christian and I talked about in the past, but a lot of young people is like, we see people who are wearing crosses on social media and then on TikTok and they're dancing with no clothes on and, you know, doing all these hypocritical things like listening to horrible music and, just all these behaviors that don't align. So a lot of people are confused, like where are the real Christians at? Like where are the people who actually live it out? And it just hammers home your point about finding a good church. Cause that's what that will do is it'll give you that community. Yep. And when you're out in the world witnessing, <clears throat> I'm going to wrap up with this. When you're out there witnessing to others and you have failures or you have people judging you for doing it or whatever, having a solid church family to come home to is going to give you that confidence and really just not caring what others think. Because at the end of the day, you come home to your brothers in Christ. You don't really care what the world says about witnessing because you're spreading the truth. You're doing God's work. So yeah, that's a great way to wrap it up. Unless you have anything else to add, we can, we can pray and wrap this episode up about planting seeds and winning souls. I think that, I think that summarizes it perfectly. Yeah. It's just sometimes, sometimes it does take patience too on, on yeah. our end as, as people who are witnessing. So, but yeah, it's, it's also, it's on us to create that environment too. You know, Definitely. We, we can tell people to seek out that environment, but we're not, we're not doing our, you know, we're not handling our responsibilities as Christians if we're not helping to create, to foster an environment like that. So definitely, yeah. I think very, very well said and a good way to wrap it up and I can get right into to praying. And then if you want, can back me up. I was actually going to say, would you yeah. mind if we switch it up this week? Because you usually lead in prayer. Do you care if I went ahead and go first this yeah, week? Yeah, go ahead. That's cool. fine with me. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Laura, we just come before you humbly right now and grateful for the opportunity to uh, discuss the truth in your word tonight and share some stories of, uh, of beautiful victories, mm-hmm. one in the kingdom of heaven and the spiritual realm. Um. We thank you for the souls that we talked about tonight, finding you. We pray that they would, they would uh, abide in you for the rest of their lives. And we just pray that you, that this would, um, rejuvenate and, uh, just, just refocus Peter and myself and anybody listening to the importance of witnessing to others, of spreading the truth, of fighting the good fight. Um, pray that we would receive your word in Matthew 13 and just know, know when to say the right things and when not to, and, and just pray for confidence for everybody listening, um, that they'd be able to take on the, the challenge, the very at times difficult challenge of conveying the truth to others. Um, we just thank you for this opportunity today. Pray you continue to bless our, our undertaking here at true North and just pray all these things in Jesus name. Yeah. And Lord, I just say amen to everything that Joe said uh, and pray, Lord, I just echo all of that. And I pray that you would you would help us as believers to 
create a, an environment that is good soil um, because the world is is obviously the the bad soil lord and there certainly are some churches lord who don't don't follow your mission or maybe have you know don't have the best environment but i pray that for the churches that joe and i are at and for for everybody else listening to this that we would just create environments where that can be good soil where where people can come in and realize that we are there to simply share share the love of of jesus christ and share about the power of of his sacrifice and so i thank you thank you for that power lord i know I know that's something that we can never, never take for granted or ever really fully describe just the, the weight of that, that sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. So I thank you for that. Um, I pray, pray for anybody listening to this episode that is looking for fulfillment or peace in, in the wrong places, Lord. I pray that you would just show, show yourself to them through, through just, even just the world, through creation in general, but through, through witnesses, through examples of people around them. And I pray that you would just continue to to uplift the the message that we spread here, Lord. Not not true north itself, but simply, Lord, the message that we are that we're spreading here, because that's your message at the end of the day. And I thank you just for the the blessing of the opportunity to to share your word here and to to just talk about the the power that is in in even in one soul, Lord. One one out of ninety nine coming to the Lord. And I just thank you for for just the power that that comes behind that, and just for how how incredibly amazing that is and that when that happens lord angels rejoice in heaven so i thank you for that for that reminder and for that blessing and it's in jesus name that we pray amen amen well thank you everybody for listening uh we hope that you took some value from this episode some joy maybe some laughs at the beginning <laughs> hopefully throughout actually yeah. <laughs> i don't want to say just at the beginning um but yeah thank you for listening to episode nine uh just if you made it this far in the episode make sure you like and rate the podcast like and rate it on Spotify. I saw we had like a, a good amount of five-star ratings. So keep nice. rating the podcast. That's, <laughs> that's definitely helpful to us. Um, and yeah, we will see everybody. There. Yeah. Yes. Um, so thank you again for listening and we'll see you all in episode 10. Have a great week. Peace.